Okay, we are live special episode. We call it the sales series episode 11. We've got a good one. If you don't know him, you should. Wade Yenny from Jimbo's is on the show. Welcome. Thanks, Mark. Great to be here. We're going to talk sales. We're going to talk what it's like being a buyer for what we consider a regional uh, grocery chain. Uh, you are in Southern California, correct? Yep, San Diego. San Diego, shout out. I just had an offline with them telling them how much I love that city. Um, let's start with an easy one. If you are a newer brand, you have a new food and beverage product, what would be the easiest way to get in front of someone like you? For me, it's shoot me an email. I don't want a phone call, just shoot me an email. I like that. Now, as far as how many you get, uh, whether it's just email and or phone calls, is there a lot? Are people, is there a misconception about how many brands are out there, not just existing, but new ones? I don't know if there's a misconception, but there's a ton, right? And so, you know, I do this all day on Fridays. I do vendor meetings. And so if you email me on Friday, in fact, if you reach out, I'll say, don't email me Friday, wait till Monday. Um, and that's, yeah, for sure. There's, there's a lot, but I think that's a good thing, right? Uh, it, it is a good thing. Where would you say uh, there are more brands coming into the space as far as category? What are you seeing more of? Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, we see so many different things. I see a ton of snacks, um, a lot of beverages, both chilled and shelf stable. Those are probably the two big ones that we see right now. Everyone's, and then plant-based, that'd probably be the third. And that encompasses everything, but those three for sure. Is there anything that you find to be uh, interesting and or something that kind of gives you the wow factor as far as that first or second touch? Is it a deck? Is it something that's written in an email that's a little more creative than somebody else? Uh, what, what are those things? For me, a deck's a dirty word. Um, I'd say hashtag ditch the deck, right? Let's do this. Let's talk. Um, I'm, I'm drawn to stories. I want to be connected to the brand. I want to know who you are, what you're doing, and why you're doing it, and kind of where you plan to go. And that's, that's what I'm drawn to. I, 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 everybody's listening said would be like, ah, I love that one. Um, th there is, uh, it, it is known it, that is not necessarily common as you can imagine. Right. And right. every buyer, uh, is, is different, uh, man or woman. It, it's just a different scenario every time. And it's not necessarily even their fault. Um, there's a lot of work, uh, it, from what I can see, sometimes there's, there's just too much on the plate. Um, and they're trying to carve out time for not just existing brands, but also trying to, to bring on some innovation, right, in our newer brands, because, you know, who doesn't want to help? Um, where, uh, as far as second or third iterations, when we get into, let's say, sampling, is that something that you request? If we're interested, I, I think what differentiates us, uh, our ingredient standards are pretty strict, you know, and that's one of the first things I'll do if someone reaches out is, have you looked at our website? Do you know our standards? Um, and so I don't really want to waste time with anyone if the product doesn't meet our standards. So I encourage not to send samples until I've had a chance to, you know, and they've had a chance to review our standards and I've confirmed, yes, we're good because otherwise it's a waste of money and time. 
I think that's a great comment. So um, first off, yeah, you can do, definitely do always do your own homework, right? Before even, uh, ad you know, addressing a new retail partner or whatever that may be, you should see if you're a fit. Oftentimes, again, it's market fit. Is your customer even living there? Um, that, that's always a, an, an important piece. Um, as far as the, the taste and texture and things that come your way, would you say that there is a percentage that really doesn't have it right yet? Are they too early to the game or do they just believe they might have something that could, that could kind of get there because of the nutritional profile? Do you come across that? So what I would say is, um, you know, oftentimes we'll see something that that I might say is ready for farmers market, but not necessarily retail ready. Right. You know, we need UPCs. We need nutrition facts. We need those things have to be ready. And yes, we do get samples that are that don't aren't quite there yet. And again, that's something I, I want to make sure my time as well as whoever's sending the product and, and, and their time and money is, is beneficial. Um, so I try and steer if, if they're not quite ready, I try and steer them and say, Hey, listen, this is what we need, or this is kind of your next step. Um, and then we're also very, very, um, focused on non, uh, non GMO project verified items as well as organic verified items. So if you're maybe having an ingredient that isn't quite there, I'm going to steer you that way. Um, and as we move forward, we're really hyper-focused on that organic piece so that, even if a product does meet our standards, we might say, hey, yes, you do meet our standards, but you don't have any organic ingredients. The category, there's many items out there that do, and that's that's our focus. That's our brand, and that's who we are. I like that. What does it look like right now as far as meetings? Um, does your team talk about when potentially you can have some in-person, uh, and, and is that going to potentially be this year, or do you stay consistent with what's going on right now? You drop the emails, you, you drop some samples, you have a few phone calls, and then see if we can get some onboarding happening? So for me, um, I got here in the middle of COVID, and really the office has been kind of shut down, so I started doing uh, virtual meetings every Friday, and I'll slam out 10 or 12 of those every week. Um, and I've done in-person meetings over the years. I love in-person meetings, but at the same time, if I say, hey, Mark, let's have an in-person meeting, you're flying down, you're driving down, it's an overnight, it's a lunch, it's this, it's that, we can bang this thing out in half an hour, and I can move on to the next. And again, it's your money, it's your time, it's my money, it's my time. So speaking for myself, I like this, and, and I'm not going to shy away from it in person, but I also want to make sure that Hey, you know, when, when someone drives two or three hours, my time, I feel kind of obligated to maybe give them a little bit more than half an hour when maybe a half an hour really isn't needed to get, get done what we need to get done. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. So we have had in person. I won't say at this time our office is open, but it's not necessarily closed either. Every buyer is kind of doing their own thing. I think a lot of people believe that if they can sit in front of somebody, they've just got one extra leg up, right? On the, on the sales process, it is always nice to have a physical contact touch. Um, there's familiarity there. Uh, anybody's in sales really likes that touch, but I'm with you. I like this, right? Um, for more of the efficiency purposes and recognizing that it is efficient for the buyer, which is the most important part. Let's not forget, we want the buyer to be relaxed. And oftentimes we forget that because we're so geared up and ready to go as, you know, wanting to sell a product. Um, we're not keeping in mind that it's really the person on the other end of the, the table who's making the decision. So um, I, I think, you know, you'll get a lot more done with, with having this type of, of communication, even for the rest of the year. 
Well, I think the other thing with that, the other thing with that is that I can, I, you know, it can be you, me, and maybe a broker or you, me, and someone else, you know, and, and distance knows no boundaries on this platform, you know, so we can get four or five of us on here and, and, and work something out. And that's, I think that's been the benefit to me besides, you know, the, the efficiencies for sure. Knowing what you do sitting where you are, uh, what would you be telling? I almost want to go off the back of the farmer's market comment, right? I talk about patience a lot. Um, really, I talk openly about it because I, I, can, I, I see both sides of the businesses. One where you are small and stay small and you're preserving capital and you're doing it hand-to-hand -hand transactions at the farmer's market. And then there's the other spectrum, you know, those that are raising 10 million out the gate and they're buying sales and just walking themselves into stores through relationships. Then there's everybody in between. And coming from where you are, what would you say to the former, which is those that are starting out, when do they come to you? Well, I, I'm, I'm with you as far as starting slow. I'm, I, I use the hashtag crawl, walk, run, you know, and I've, and I've used that analogy of it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I think, you know, to answer your question, I think, you know, you, you look at our, our stores, we have four stores, you know, all around an hour within San Diego. And so I want somebody to come to me when they're ready, you know, their package is ready, um, ready for me to scan it at the front door. And then if I call them tomorrow, we can get another order in the back door. So I think so many times, you know, people rush to get it on the shelf um, and they don't have that plan in play, you know, you know, in place as far as, OK, what happens when I need to reorder the product? How do I reorder the product? You know, it's just about getting it on the shelf. And, and that's just the first door to walk through. You have to talk about getting out the front door, getting it back in the back door. I talk about that circle, right? That circle it's, it's, it's everything. So I want someone to come to me when they thought about that circle and what that means. And, and again, hashtag crawl, walk, run, don't overcommit. Right. That's the other thing I always say is, so if you come to Jimbo's today, but then you go to retailer B tomorrow and retailer C and, and you get in at all three stores and, or three chains, and you've all, all of a sudden committed to 30 stores, is that sustainable tomorrow if you need a reorder? Right. Well said. Uh, every piece is well said. And I, I hope those that are, are, are watching and listen to that um, because it's kind of the guide. Right. And there is the piece that's attached to it, which we could talk about, which is distribution. I don't remember. Will you allow someone to go direct? And if not, or if so, what is second piece to that? Are you unified Kehi, and then just walk them through sort of how that connection takes place and when or if they should get that that established. Sure, that's that's a great question. So Unify and Kehi are, uh, Unify is our primary, Kehi is our secondary. We have a, a several smaller regional partners, distributors that we use. We do do direct business. If I'm advising a brand, I won't say, I won't advise against it, but I, what I will say is it makes my life and uh, from a processing standpoint, a lot easier if you have a distributor that we're currently doing business with, because then you're, if not, we start talking about uh, additional paperwork and tax forms and liabilities and insurance and all those things that need to happen. And then the bigger piece is the store piece, how they're going to order product, right? You know, when they're placing a UNFI order, that's easy. You know, they, they deliver four or five times a week. They know how to order the product. It's going to show up the next day. End of story. If they have to write a small order for one or two SKUs, 
you know, it might get lost, you know, and, and depending where you're at in the day, it might not even get, the order might not even get written. So again, it's not a deal breaker, but it makes life a lot easier for myself and thus the store and thus sales if you go through a distributor. And that's speaking for us because we don't have a warehouse, so we don't have the means to shuttle product back and forth, you know, and uh, that's that's kind of limits what we can do. Um, so you've got to be able to bring it to every back door that we have. Excellent. Uh, again, this is just a value add. All the pieces that, that I, I, I get the questions to, I get a lot of messages about specific things and I just tell them what I, what I know. I often end it with like, those are just two pennies, you know, oftentimes it's not worth anything. But, um, but because I'm in it, I'm in the thick of it, I've seen it, everything, um, I can at least just give them what happens to us. Right. Um, and so when they can now hear from a, a buyer, somebody who's, who's actually doing it, and who's always also adding value add if you're not listening on, on LinkedIn, some of the stuff that he puts out. Um, let's talk about off shelf for a second. It's the one thing that people love and they often see it and they're like, I wonder how they got it or, you know, oh, they got an end cap and I wonder how much that was. What are you looking for or any buyer for that matter, as far as selecting those that can get an off shelf? So for our, our model here, what we do is we, we do have a biweekly newsletter or an ad um, that we do. And we, we uh, populate most of our off-shelf displays out of those partners that are, uh, you know, supporting us in the newsletter. Um, so that's, that's an easy way, but that's not the only way, right? I mean, if, if it's a new product... Um, you know, if you have a vehicle to promote it, if it's a rack, if it's a shipper, if it's display ready case, if it's something that I can, I can drive, I'm going to do it, uh, with in the limitations that I have. Again, I have to take care of the people that are taking care of our newsletter. At the same time, I think, uh, maybe one of the misconceptions is that I have, uh, an 80,000 square foot store with, with, you know, just tons and tons of space. Right. I mean, especially during COVID right? We've had six foot distancing. We've had limited registers open. We've had narrower aisles and, and everyone's kind of cautious about walking. And, and so strategic placement has been key where we can put a display. Where's the traffic pattern? What's the, you know, how do things look if registers get backed up? So we've had to really, really think things with COVID. Um, and I'm kind of, that's all I know since I've been here. So I'm kind of anxious to see how things look as things become more opened up seeing what we can do with off shelf. So you're saying you can't put a hundred brands on off shelf, like it's just right. one. <laughs> right. Well, and, and Mark, the other thing I would say is that, you know, it is your product. What can, how can we do it off shelf? Let's sure. say, it's a, let's say it's a spice, right. Yep. And, and you want me to display it off shelf, but you don't have a vehicle for me to display yep. it off shelf. How, how do I do it? You know, and, and smaller, smaller brands or not brands, but, but SKUs, sure. the packaging is limited on how can we display it? You know, yeah. how, how are we going to do it? Yeah, I think it, it goes to um, the, the initial part of when you're putting this stuff together as far as packaging and, and even shipping. We call them, let's say, shippers. Um, we're in a particular category that kind of does allow us to, to get creative there. And then there are ones that, that really don't. Like you're talking about a product, let's, I was just using, you know, again, a spice. It's this big, right? right? And so how do you do that? And then there's costs associated and th that might not make up for it. And so... Um, you do want to get creative and be thinking outside the box as far as what would my product look like in store if it's actually off shelf, the place that it's going to live, uh, if they gave me an opportunity. So always be thinking about that. Um, 
we could go on for, for days. I kind of want to get a last couple of questions in. How about when we are talking about a deck? Um, I know you don't like them, but I, I think people just like, they automatically want to put one together or they have one in their arsenal, which they always should. Could be for a number of reasons, our investors and, and just putting out, you know, it also is a guide. A lot of people don't realize it's kind of like a, uh, it's like the, 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 the guide for where am I going this year? Oh, you know, this is what, I, what our business looks like. Give me the sort of the us versus them scenario. Is that ever useful? Uh, and if so, why would it be? And, and then I'll the, add the last piece, which is the given, which is a reminder that you're not in there to cannibalize the other business, right? You want to be a value add partner. So why are you going to bring in new customers and or customers that they have that may be looking for your product? Right. So a couple of things. I don't absolutely hate decks. Um, I hate people that not hate people. I dislike, <laughs> I, I dislike being read to. Sure. Okay? And that's one of the things, you know, in past I'd say, you know, you, you traveled three hours for this half hour appointment to read to me, you know, and that's, that's not what this is about, you know, but um, you know, I'm looking for, okay, what's your story? What's your brand? Who's, who's your, you know, your, uh, your customer, who are you trying to reach? Um maybe what stores you're in, in my competitive market. And, you know, and here in San Diego, that's pretty broad, but kind of what distribution do you have? Um, how are you going to get the product to me? Those kind of things. I have no problem with a deck that has bullet points and we go through and we talk and, and, and we can see, I just, I don't need to be read, you know, the history of, you know, from day one and as well as, um, you know, spins data on every single thing. I mean, it's great to have it in there to let me review later, I don't need you to, to spin it, no pun intended, uh, just for the purpose of the presentation. And, and I know I might be in the rarity there, but um, I'd much rather have a conversation of, of what you said. What are you going to bring to the category um, that differentiates what I already have? And, and what, how is that going to help me and grow, grow the category sales overall? I, I say that uh, oftentimes a, a buyer is probably sitting in the meeting and it just so happens that brand that came in before the next one has the same check marks next to why they're better. Uh, it must be interesting sometimes. And again, it's we're 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 trying to use a vehicle. You use that term, you know, to sell, which is uh, which is what we're you know we're trying to just get any sort of advantage. Um, it's it is a, a a guide for us, right? Sometimes, but like I talk about as well is it's nice to get off that, right? Know exactly why you are a value add partner, because that's what it is, and bringing in a, a, a product that's going to add to the category. There's, there's going to be that effect that like, do I choose this one or that one? That's just always going to be the, be the case. But, you know, have your ducks in a row before presenting and, and make sure that you understand what the deck may or may not be used for. Um, like, like Wade's saying, um, in, in parting, um, what would you maybe, uh, uh, what would you say going into this uh, summer, summer months here for anybody that's, you know, got a brand that you haven't maybe seen yet that wants to get a hold of you uh, and, get, and get in front of you? So I'd say um, if they're watching this, reach out to me on LinkedIn and I'll steer you over to my email. 
Um, you know, we try and follow a category review schedule here. Um, we're a little bit behind because I've kind of been doing double duties till we just started with our new buyer uh, underneath me last week. So I'm excited about having some help and we're tackling things together like a two-headed monster. Um, and I think um, as we get caught up with our category reviews and move forward, um, we're going to try and stick to schedule best we can. But what I tell people all the time is uh, don't let the review counter scare you. Um, if you've got a home run, we want to talk. But know that not every item is a home run. And, and you know, if you're if you're packing a single, maybe wait for that calendar calendar review schedule, uh, you know, and hit and then, and then we can talk. But if you've got a home run, I can't miss. Let's talk. I hope you have a home run. <laughs> uh, Wade, it was great having you, man. I appreciate it very much. You too. You too. My pleasure. All your info, Wade's info, Jimbo's. Appreciate it. Be well.